This past Thursday, I saw on the news uh, that the metro area was expected to be able to see the, the northern lights. And so I planned accordingly. I was happy it was on a Thursday evening because on Thursday evening, my bedtime gets pushed back an hour. So at 11 o'clock, when I brought Bogey outside, you know, before you go to bed, uh, I looked for the northern lights and I gave it a whopping two minutes and I, I didn't see anything, like always. And so I said, it's time for bed. Well, Bogey had other plans at 2 o'clock in the morning. He said, it's time to go look for the northern lights again, a.k.a. he needed to go to the bathroom, and he let me know. So we went outside at 2 o'clock in the morning, and this time I gave it a whopping minute and said, it is time to go to bed. So I quit watching for the northern lights. Supposedly, supposedly, someone saw my graves bay at 6.26 in the morning. Good for I think they photoshopped it in. I don't think they actually uh, appeared. But it reminds me actually of this this past summer. I had an opportunity uh, to, to spend some time with my mom on, on a vacation. I've never been able to go just on a one-on-one -on -one vacation with my mom before, so I wanted to check off a couple bucket list things. Vacation with my mom one-on-one, -on -one, uh, going on a cruise, and going to Alaska. So we did it all at once. We did a 10-day cruise uh, to Alaska. It was, it was beautiful. I've shared this story before. We found a knitting group for my mom in the morning, and she had an absolute wonderful time knitting with some other ladies, and I was able to, to go pray and stuff like that. But one day we were having breakfast, and the table next to us, a conversation had sprung up that the northern lights, the aurora I don't know what to say. I can't say the letter R, right? So you know what I'm saying, right? That they were going to be there that night after midnight. And it was kind of the whole talk of, of the cruise ship in a certain sense. So I went to my mom and said, hey, mom, you know, I heard they're coming at midnight. Do you want to stay up for it? And she's like, absolutely not. Not a, not a chance. So I'm like, well, I'm on vacation. I don't have a bed to in the middle of an ocean. What else am I going to do? So I decided I was going to stay up and try to see the northern lights. And of course, it's going to happen at midnight because in Alaska, it doesn't really get dark too often, especially, well, in the summer. Now, in the winter, it's a totally opposite thing. Anyways, midnight comes. We're all up there on top of the cruise ship where we're looking. We're excited. It's almost like a party atmosphere, and there's nothing to be seen. We said, okay, give it another 10, 15 minutes, and we did, and then another 10 to 15 minutes, and now it's getting colder, and now it started to get a little more windy, and now it's 1230 in the morning. I was getting really tired. And a staff member came by, and I struck up a conversation with him. I said, when do you think the Northern Lights are going to be here? He simply said to me, never. <laughs> Como? What? Never. They never show up. Thanks, Debbie Downer. I appreciate that. But his downing, his being a doubter of it, convinced me that they were not going to show up. Now, did they show up that night? No. Did they show up other nights? I never went back and looked. Supposedly on the cruise ship, they, they did. But they, this gets back to that question of that, that staff member saying they never show up. It's always just a rumor. It's never actually going to happen. Do we feel that same way with Jesus coming again? Do we think it's never going to happen? We've fallen into that trap. So obviously it hasn't happened yet. His kingdom has not come again yet. And so we can fall into that trap of saying, it's not going to happen. Or if it is going to happen, it's not going to happen when I'm here on this earth. 
that this Advent season is supposed to help us, especially in the beginning part of what? To be prepared for his coming again, to be watchful, to be alert. We hear about this in the readings today, right? Prophet Isaiah says what? Return for the sake of your servants. That we actually want the Lord, by the way, we want him to return to the tribes of your heritage. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. While you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from of old, nor, e- nor ear has ever heard, nor eye has ever seen any God but you doing such deeds. And for those who wait for him. And I love this next line. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. That when the Lord comes again, that he might find us doing right. What does that look like? Well, the gospel today tells us in this beautiful parable. But this is also coming from Mark chapter 13. Remember, we moved into the gospel of Mark now uh, for this this year. Uh, And so in that, we know that Mark's gospel is much shorter. So at Mark chapter 13, we're near the end of his gospel. This is before his entry into Jerusalem. And so he's telling his disciples what? Be watchful, be alert. Another word for alert, by the way, you could say is be watchful, be prayerful. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man traveling abroad. Remember, back then, when that landowner is traveling abroad, there's no communication of when he's really going to come back. It's always in that expectant waiting. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeepers to be on the watch. So who are these people, by the way? We know the apostles, the disciples. We know that the gatekeeper is Peter, that he is to be the one on watch. But in that same sense, when he comes back, what does he need to have us do? May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping, giving up, and giving up in that belief and that expectation that he is going to come back. Rather, he says, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And this is what the season is about. A season of, yes, preparing for the celebration of Christ's birth, but also the season that we're able to prepare our spiritual life, our heart, and our moral life as well. That we are truly ready for him to come again. And that he may find us doing right. A question, a great question, always we should ask ourselves is this. The Lord were to come back right now, would you be ready? Would you be joyful? Would you be happy? Would you be rejoicing, saying, Praise God, you have come again, and now I can spend the rest of my life, my eternal life, with, with you? Or if the Lord were to come back, would you be fearful? Would you be like, Uh oh. I'm not ready. I need time. I need time for what? I need to go to confession. 
I need to forgive that, that neighbor who has trespassed against me. I need to heal relationships. Or maybe it would be like an, uh-oh, I still have these worldly things to do, which means that we're getting too concerned in worldly affairs. See, when the Lord comes, when he comes again, there should be great rejoicing and excitement. Why? Because our Lord, when he comes back, is not here to hurt us, but rather to love us and to rejoice in us as we rejoice in him. So in this Advent season, let's truly use this time to prepare. Use this time to maybe say, I need to start being on watch again. I need to be more alert. I need to be more prayerful. And so in doing so, that when he does come again, and he comes again, we are able to rejoice in him. And how do we do this? By being watchful and longing for the coming of the Lord.